Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 91. We are continuing our series in spiritual rhythms and habits, and we are talking about confession and repentance Ooh. today. <laughs> sounds pretty heavy, but... Yeah, yeah. But it's, I, I, again, it's one of those um, spiritual habits that, uh, two, two spiritual habits that um, really helps us to create space in our hearts yeah. uh, for God. So we're going to find that out um, in this on this episode. Um, so how hard or easy is it for you to admit when you're wrong? I know you admit when you're right. I know. I, I do I, like to point <laughs> that out. Uh, so yes, it is very hard. Is it easy for anybody? Uh, I don't know I don't, that anybody loves is. to say, oh, sorry, that was my bad. I messed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, this is very hard for me. Yeah. It definitely, yeah, something, a work in progress because I do like to be right. <laughs> and so then it is hard to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is this is one of those questions that hits um, both of us, you know, right square between the eyes. It, it's very difficult. We, you know, no one likes to let another person down. No one likes to admit when they drop the ball on something or mm-hmm. to say it was my fault and, you know, I didn't prepare. And then it makes us feel, I think shame comes with that. Yeah. That, um, that I should have known better. I could have done better. And I think it's, 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 it's a self kind of, most times other people are not putting that on us. Mm -hmm. I think we end up putting it on ourselves. Uh, yet, yet there, so this admission when we're wrong is actually a good thing when it comes to spiritual habits. So it, it's not only good when we um, when we admit to one another we were wrong, but it's also when we admit to God when we're wrong about something that I think helps us to draw closer to God. So when we talk about confession and repentance, it is a spiritual discipline that helps a uh, spiritual habit to help us do that. So what is it though? Yeah. What is confession and repentance? And we're taking both of these together because they do go hand in hand. Right. So it is confession and repentance. One is that recognition that we're not perfect. And um, while when we have a relationship with God, he views us, um, our sin has been paid, but we are still walking this earth and we are going to make mistakes. We're continually being transformed. So this confession and repentance is saying I sinned, recognizing it, and it's even taking the time. Um, there is a time element to this confession and repentance. This is an actual practice. The last few episodes, we've kind of talked more about they were lifestyle. Right. This confession and repentance, we're back to, we actually are called to take time to do this. Yeah. Um, so it is that process of asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, where have I missed the mark? Where have I gone astray? Where have I, um, what sin is in my life? Acknowledging that and then turning away from it, that repentance is that turning away from the sin. Yeah. That that's uh, again, the perfect definition saying the same thing that God says about what I've done wrong Mm -hmm. and, uh, admitting it and then turning, uh, turning from it. You know, we, we, um, we look at a discipline or a habit like this and, um, 
and I think of poor apologies uh, when we give poor. I'm I'm sorry that uh, you felt that way. Right. Yeah. I'm the other person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Or, you know, um, I regret that you took it the wrong way. And that's not really a good apology. It's and we wouldn't say this, but sometimes it is. I'm sorry I got caught. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what exactly. we're actually sorry exactly. about. Not you know, it would have worked out great if nobody ever knew. Yeah, yeah. And and God is not looking for poor apologies. He's yeah. he's looking for, hey, I when I said that word um, to that person. Um, it was mean. It came from a mean place and I was mean. It was unkind. It was rude. And number one, God, I'm sorry for doing that. I did not operate in the fruit of the spirit, but I need to go to that other person to do that as well. But that's, that's when we talk about confession and repentance, we're talking about kind of this personal connection with God, which, which leaks over into our relationship mm-hmm. with, with other people. And so sometimes I think we, we misunderstand um, what, what confession is, and we give God poor apologies. Um, uh, and, and God is just simply asking, I already know what you did. So why not just say, this is what I did, God. Mm-hmm. And um, I entertained these thoughts and and be specific. You talk about, you know, this a specific practice and it is the Holy Spirit revealing some of these things to me, which comes back to the examine as well, mm-hmm. um, is slowing down to recognize what happened in my day. And, and there are days where it's like, ah, I think I... I think I broke the heart of God on this issue. So it gives me an opportunity to go to him and say, I'm bringing this to you now and I'm not justifying. I'm not rationalizing. I'm not saying it was because Carolyn, what she said made me do what I did. Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't that at all. It got, it was my fault and, uh, and I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think it, there's a level of freedom that comes with being able to it, admit that. Um, For sure. And it is going to God with our mistakes, not hiding them from him. As you mentioned, it's not a surprise to him. He knows what we've done. So it's not like we're revealing something to him for the first time. So that's not the point of it. We're not going to be able to, we're not hiding from him, but we are coming to him, restoring, you know, recognizing, man, this is, this is why I need Jesus because of this attitude or this action. Um, and then turning from that, yeah. it, it draws us to him instead of what might be a more natural reaction of hiding yeah. from him. Yeah, I think I think what you're you're um, this w- we are such self deceivers mm-hmm. and um, one writer calls it we swindle ourselves. Um, and and so so confession is not necessarily for God. It I think sometimes it's it's to help us go beyond self-deception and to say, no, that thing really happened. I was wrong and uh, and I'm sorry. So con- that's confession. Confession is yep. saying the same thing to God um, that God says about us. And so then repentance is what? Repentance is that turning away yeah. and saying, this I was headed this direction. I mean, it is a 180. I was headed this direction. I had this attitude. And instead, I'm trading it for the 
the Christ-like example the, or the Christ-like action or attitude. Yeah. So I think sometimes we get them confused or we, we think that we've completed the process when we just confess that we've done wrong. And um, so some, somebody might say, well, I can, I, I repented of my sin. So, so tell me, tell me what did that look like? Well, I told God that I, what I did was wrong. So let me ask, has anything changed mm-hmm. since you made that confession? Well, no, I still do the same thing. And it's like, okay, well, you're getting the two confused. So confession is saying the same thing that God says. It's telling him that I'm, I, I sinned, I was wrong. Repentance is saying, I broke your heart. Now, I, as you mentioned, I'm moving in a different direction. And so I think sometimes that's the reason the two of these go hand in hand and not, uh, and not separate. Where do we see this in scripture? Yeah, one of the probably what most well-known verses is in first John, um, first John one, nine, but kind of expanded to do first John one, eight through 10 talks about this idea of confession. Um, let me read that starting with verse eight. It says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Yeah. So the recognition, we are sinners. Yeah. If you're pretending otherwise, Absolutely. well, you're fooling nobody. Yeah. Like that, that's just pointless. Yeah. But I love how John describes, but if we confess our sins, if we own it, we acknowledge it, his response is that he is going to be true to who he is. Um, I was looking up on my phone in the message. I like how that verse is said. It says, on the other hand, if we admit our sins, simply come clean about them. He won't let us down. He'll be true to himself. Hmm. He'll forgive yeah. our sins and purge us of all wrongdoing. Because that's who he is. He is a forgiver. He Jesus paid the penalty. So when we confess, God's just going to be who he is, which is faithful and just. I love that. Yeah. There's another passage that actually encompasses both, both confession and the repentance part, which is Proverbs 28 and 13. Proverbs 28, 28 and 13, it says, whoever conceals his transgressions, that is, hides them, mm-hmm. um, will not prosper. You're not going to get away. You think you're getting away. You're not getting away. God knows. And eventually it will leak to others as well. They'll know as well. So, but he who confesses, that's the saying the same thing. So I, I, I'm owning it. I'm wrong. And forsakes them. That's the repentance part. And forsakes um, is, is leaving them. Um, that person will obtain mercy. Kind of what you said, be, God will be true to who he is, true to his nature. He will give mercy to the person who is uh, confessing and forsaking. And so, um, so I think this is, that's the concept behind, um, confession and repentance. So why is this such an important practice? Yeah. It's part of our spiritual transformation. Our sanctification is the big word for that, but that becoming, it enables us to become more like Christ. Um, we are still caught in our sinful natures. We do still make mistakes, but this um, enables us to become more like him. And if we, well, and the opposite of leaving habitual sin in our, in our lives, we're clogging up our connection with God, 
we can't yeah. really hear from him well. We're not going yeah. to have that um, community with him when we're living in living in sin. Yeah, yeah. So it's really good. Um, I think it it helps us um, to become aware of our blind spots. Yeah, uh, we all have them, and um, like, man, I didn't know that that was an issue. It, you know, recognizing some of our sin might come out of past brokenness that we just never, we've never dealt with. Um, I think it produces humility in us. Sure, it's sure. like, I am not that good. Mm-hmm. I am, I am not that good. And I, I need to be conscious of how I am, um, walking away from God on some areas in, in my life, compassion toward others. Um, if, if I'm broken and, and I'm not perfect, Others aren't, and I can, I get to show compassion when they fail, when they blow it, when, um, when life gets really hard and they cross into sin. And so I think sometimes we have a tendency to judge others because it's not our sin, um, and lack compassion. Mm -hmm. So this gives us an opportunity to, to actually express compassion on people who, um, who are struggling, who are struggling in certain areas uh, of their lives. I don't know any other, yeah, I uh, think. I agree with all of that. I think it also helps us to be kind to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. When we, you know, if we are constantly beating ourselves up, maybe we, maybe someone's <laughs> yeah. listening and like, hey, I'm well aware of my mistakes. Yeah. And it's all I think about. Well, that, I guess a, an over confession, that wouldn't even be confession. That's just, um, that's just beating yourselves up. Yeah. And and that's not what we're talking about. We also this this confession and repentance when we remember that he's faithful and just when when we confess our sins and he's going to make things right that when we repent and turn from that. Yeah. That is being kind to ourselves and not and helps us to be kind to ourselves instead of beating ourselves up for these mistakes. Because we we do make them, we all have um, habitual sins that we are just prone to. It does keep us humble. Yeah. And it also, the confession repentance reminds us that he, God wants to restore that. And, uh, and, and we can. Yeah. And, and this is not God crushing us. This is not God condemning us. This is not God um, judging us. This is, this is really, um, I, I, I love, um, so, you know, periodically I write for our daily bread and editors send my work back. And it's like, I thought this was a really good article. And they show me like, no, you no, this is not right. This is not right. And once I fix it, it's a better article than when I, when I, when yeah. I, when I sent it in. And I think that's kind of the same way the Holy Spirit reveals where we might be uh, sinning and breaking the heart of God, crossing over into to sin and 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 God says I want to help edit your life so that you might be a better version of who I created you to mm-hmm. be into the world. So mm-hmm. I'm presenting you back out into the world to your friends and others so you can have greater compassion so that you can enter into spaces a little bit more humble. I think all of these things are a part of, um, you know, why we practice. God is editing our lives so that we might be a better Marvin, a better Carolyn uh, to people around us. I think it also deepens our personal holiness. Like, like God is so other than we are, we'll never be able to be perfect, but we can go to different levels of holy living 
And that's not to make other people feel bad or not to be self-righteous, but he does call us to holy, be holy as I am holy. Mm -hmm. And so I I think it does deepen confession and repentance deepens personal holiness as well. Absolutely. Well, what does this look like practically? How can we practice this habit of confession and repentance? Yeah, I think one of the things uh, we talked about this before, practice the examine Mm -hmm. um, is reflecting on our lives and the examine. um, Go back and listen to that episode. That tool, um, that practice really does open our lives up to say, where did I miss it today? And, And for me to own it. And uh, so I think that's one of the practices that we can use for um, for making this a little bit more Mm -hmm. practical. I think inviting a community of people to hold you accountable. I think that's another way to practice confession and repentance as the community shows us our blind spots. We get to actually admit that to God. God, I didn't even know that that was an issue. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just ask your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll that's let right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it, this is something we're setting actual time aside for. This is as I mentioned earlier. This is not just a lifestyle right. that we're thinking about every once in a while. This should be a regular practice that you're doing. Yeah. And it could be one that begins with just some silence and solitude, sitting in God's presence, quieting your heart so that you can hear from him. The words of Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24 are David's words where he is entering a time of confession and he asks God to search his heart. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You could actually pray those words. And, and see what the Lord brings to mind, your yeah. attitudes or actions that you had in the last week, in the last day. Um, those examined questions, as we mentioned, are great ones to help you. You may be well aware yeah. of yeah. things that you need to confess. But if it's not, if you want to get a little deeper and you, you ask him to reveal those things, ask other people, yeah. as you mentioned, <laughs> for sure. Um, in Celebrate Recovery, they have sponsors. And so that is a one-on-one accountability person who you are confessing to as well. And they are helping you make those right choices and continue in those steps. And that's biblical. James 5.16 says, confess your faults one to another that you might be healed. So so there's healing that's connected to confession and repentance. And it really, so, so, you know, coming back kind of full circle, it's not about hiding. Mm -hmm. And when we hide, I think we forfeit some healing. And God says, no, I want you to come clean uh, as you, as you read, come clean, own it. And when you do, you'll find mercy, you'll find grace, you'll find um, that I still love you just as much as I did the first day we met. Mm -hmm. And so those are, those are, I think those are some really, really um, beneficial or good benefits to confession and repentance. It may, another practical step may be that you need to ask forgiveness of someone. If you have wronged, if your sin has wronged someone else, it may mean that you need to go to them and confess and ask for forgiveness or making amends as Celebrate Recovery calls that, um, where you are restoring, doing the best that you can to restore that relationship. Even if, even if the other person is not willing, you have done your part to say, I recognize I hurt you or what I said or what I did. 
that I wronged you in yeah. some way. Yeah. That that can also be a part, a pra- very practical step in this confession and repentance. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and I love that. That's, it's hard, but it's necessary. If you mm-hmm. hurt someone, you go to them and, and you do exactly what you said, ask for forgiveness and like, okay, we, we want the closeness to come back. Now there are times where, you know, something has happened where, um, forgiveness is immediate. You don't, you don't owe me anything. Mm -hmm. And there are times where the reconciliation part, where the relationship comes back together, it's probably not as close as it once was. And so there are individuals who say, you know, so are you, are you telling me that I have to, when I make amends that everything has to go back to normal. As if it just and, erased. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know if that's necessary. It, right. It's That's not always the case. Yeah. But the part that you have control over mm-hmm. is the forgiveness part, is mm-hmm. I'm sorry I hurt you. Would you please forgive me? And I would dare say be even more specific. I'm sorry that I gossiped about you, or I'm sorry that I um, said, and then whatever the specific thing was, would you please forgive me for talking about you in that way? I think we do the general thing. Mm -hmm. And I think when we do it a little bit more, we add a little bit more specificity. I think it deepens the, the closeness because I now am aware and I want you to know that I'm aware of what I did wrong to you. And so, um, so I think that's a, it's a great practical tool to ask for forgiveness and, uh, for someone you've hurt. Yeah. So what can we believe about God ourselves and others Um, related to this? Man, God is merciful. Yep. He is gracious. He's a God of third and fourth and fifth chances. And, um, when we, when we confess and repent, we, we will find that mercy and it'll wash over our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and, and we can trust him. We can trust him with our junk, our dirt, and for him to actually forgive and treat it as if, uh, it never, it never happened. Mm -hmm. And for ourselves, I think we can believe that this is a good thing on the surface confession and repentance. It doesn't sound very fun. It sounds very difficult, but we can believe that this is good for us and it draws us closer to God and it draws us closer to others as we do this. Well, thank you friends for joining us. Have a spiritual conversation with a friend yourself this week. 